Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, then we're just going to have to save Terrence and Philip ourselves. What? Think about it, you guys. What would Brian Boitano do? He'd figure out a way to rescue Terrence and Philip before they're executed. We can't do anything. Our mom's organization is too strong. Well, then we'll round up all the grounded kids in town and start our own organization. An organization to help save Terrence and Philip. Hey, yeah, our own secret club. I guess that could work. We have to try. What would Brian Boitano do if he was here right now? He'd make a plan and he'd follow through. That's what Brian Boitano do. When Brian Boitano was in the Olympics skating for the gold, he did two stout cows and a triple lutz while wearing a blindfold. When Brian Boitano was in the Alps fighting grizzly bears, he used his magical fire breath and saved the main affair. So what would Brian Boitano do if he were here today? I'm sure he'd kick an ass or two. That's what Brian Boitano do. I want this beat trip out of me. It has stunted my vocabulary. And I just want my mom to stop fighting everyone. Or Wendy, I'll be an activist too. Cause that's what Brian Boitano do. And what would Brian Boitano do? He call the kids in town and tell them to unite for truth. That's what Brian Boitano do. Can someone say my name? Who are you? I'm Brian Dennehy. What? No, not fucking Brian Dennehy. So get the fuck out of here. Oh. Bye. When Brian Boitano dropped through time to the year 3010, he fought the evil robot king and saved the human race again. And when Brian Boitano built the pyramids, he beat up Kublai Khan. Cause Brian Boitano doesn't take shit from anybody. So let's go together and unite to stop our moms. And we'll save Terrence and Philip too, cause that's what Brian Boitano do. And we'll save Terrence and Philip too, cause that's what Brian Boitano do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Check My Bad. Right here on a you know, litany of different networks, hackerhameen.podbean.com, as well as uh, we're on a bunch of other networks, YouTube, Spotify, everything else. Uh, but of course, I'm your host, the most lives on the West Coast, yeah boy, MSG. You follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. Each and every week, I am joined by my boy, Ski Jackson. And we're not alone today. He's back. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's a boy. I'm like herpes. I'm the gift that comes around for life and you never really plan on it. Yeah, you know, it's that herpes that you like, though. Yeah, yeah and cool. <laughs> At least I'm likable. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back for another edition, as we mentioned, of Suck My Balls. If you listen to part one, this is part two of Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. And where we left off in the end of the last episode was the boys were just trying to get the V-trick, or sorry, Cartman just got the V-chip put inside of his brain. And uh, we kind of skipped over a couple things because we wanted to go ahead and give you the outro song of the Law Resistance. But we would be remiss if we didn't mention a couple different scenes that happened before this. It was pretty good. So let's talk about the very first thing that just happened. As you heard from the intro, what would Brian Boitano do? That's when they decided, you know what? 
we just we need to kind of get together ourselves as the kids because our parents aren't going to listen to us and we need to form our own political activist group to save Terrence and Philip. And of course, the ultimate question being, what would Brian Boitano do? Well, when Brian Boitano was, you know, fighting grizzly bears, he used his fire breath to save the maiden fair, you know? So mm-hmm. everything was going down in that song. When Brian Boitano, he doesn't take shit from anybody. And that's the, no. that's, that's, the, and that's, that's the bottom line, guys. That's good. And he's bullshit. He and he's the best. Shit from no one. And he'd kick an ass or two. Yeah, the be- the song. Uh, hello, hello, who, who are you? I'm Brian Denny. No, not Brian Denny. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> bye, bye. Right, he bye. was doing the bye before the fucking yeah. the bye thing. Jiminy Christmas. Well, bye. <laughs> so shortly after that, you know, we I guess we end up going to the military scene. I believe is what happens first. Is we've got the <laughs> the general right, so he, he's all like kind of going over what's going to happen at the uh, at the execution tomorrow night at the execution of Terrence and Philip at the U.S. show. Afterwards, we will go into battle with Canada. So they're they're setting up the war here, uh, Scoop. You know what, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts as far as them setting up this war with Canada? You know, it kind of feels like how they just use any excuse like they do today to fight anybody and to go to war, hide it under something. It's like, but then we're going to do that. It's like, you know, right. Joe, what do you think? Um, even further beyond just the, any excuse for war, like when they start talking about the, um, actual operations themselves and their names and everything, like even like, probably even more relevant and resonant 21 years later than it was back when it came out. Like not to get all serious and social commentary, but well, Scoob likes to do a lot of social commentary on our Instagram on suck my balls pod and on Twitter at suck my balls pod as well. So, uh, you know, if you'd like to have those, um, we're open to social commentary here. We're South park. They talk right. about everything. I think that's kind of the point, right? So yeah. I was right? Say, like I'm worried about social commentary on this of all shows. Right. I mean, you should be, you're fine. You know? Right. So right. I mean, if, if, but definitely, I mean, there was definitely some racial undertones here in this scene as far as how they're setting up and even so much further when they get into the war. Uh, let's cut to a clip here, guys. So I'm going to bring up uh, when they're when Mr. Garrison and Mr. Mackey or I'm sorry, Mr. Garrison and yeah, Mr. Mackey and Mr. Hat. Uh, they open up this scene here as they're, you know, <laughs> Mr. Garrison's excited. I'm going to get some fucking poontang. Yeah. Uh, so let's go into this. Scene. I can't gonna, wait. I can't what? wait for sure. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're fighting Canadians. Canadians, Australians, what's the difference? Yeah, this uniform makes me feel like a tough, brute man, Mr. Hat. It sure does, Mr. Kerosene. Oh, boy, I can't wait for our first shore leave so I can get me some fucking poontang. Pay attention! Tomorrow night is the USO show for all you troops. There will be celebrities followed by the execution of Terrence and William. After the show, we will finally be sending ground troops into Canada. So let's strategize. Map! Our sources have told us that the Canadians are preparing for our invasion, so we must use Tarkin. Each battalion has a specific code name and mission. Battalion 5, raise your hands. You will be the all-important first attack wave, which we will call Operation Human Shield. Hey, wait a minute. Now keep in mind, Operation Human Shield will suffer heavy losses. Battalion 14, 
Right. You are Operation Get Behind the Darkies. You will follow Battalion 5 here and try not to get killed, for God's sake. Are there any questions, men? Yes, soldier. Have you ever heard of the Emancipation Proclamation? I don't listen to hip-hop. I don't listen to hip-hop. I don't listen to hip-hop. You guys, by the way, I, my bad. I should have said we don't have to be muted for that. We only need to be muted for the songs, but I was already in the middle of the clips. Because <laughs> it's, it's fine when we talk about it. Uh, but yes, Operation Get Behind the Dark Age. <laughs> so racist. But you know what? Like, I don't... I'm sure so that was the military. Let's talk so about you guys this. The, you guys are in the military, so why don't you guys break it down? Skeegee Airmen. Like, there's there's like the biggest and total like glaring truth that the military is completely racist. And it still is. Yo, totally. Totally. It, it's, yeah, it's completely racist. Um friggin' I could totally see uh an officer or i was navy so i call him khakis i could totally see a khaki answering i don't listen to hip-hop when being asked if he knows the emancipation proclamation right like it, it was funny when i was a teenager after i got out it was even funnier and like i can i'm fairly sure the only time i ever heard the words i can't wait for shore leave so i can get some fucking poontang was when we were making fun of that scene <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I can't wait for some fucking poontang. Get me some fucking poontang. I love the look that Mackie's giving him, like, yeah, poontang. Right, right. sure, buddy. Good. Good. What about you, Scoop? Have you, have you had any uh, iterations of what branch? You were in the Air Force, right? Yeah. So did you have any uh racial undertones, jokes? Did you witness any of that uh while your time serving in the military? Um, it's sort of like, like you know, ten years ago. By the way, guys, we're talking you know, ten, twelve years ago. Not yeah. Now, yeah. So. Uh, there was just um, differences in pay, uh, levels of respect. Um, it wasn't until the chief master of the air force was an actual black dude did things actually kind of start to change a little bit. That's when I personally kind of noticed it um die down just a little bit, where you know the the white man wasn't as because, you know, uh, even even at basic, you know, uh, I remember the T.I. looking at one black kid. This black kid went to Harvard, by the way, and he enlisted to uh, because of 9-11. And <clears throat> but he had tattoos. But the T.I. even looked at him. and He was like, oh, what? You felon can't do nothing with his life. Now he's got to join the military. Well, you're going to wash up out of here real quick. And it's, and it, you know, that. That was like the, you know, one of the first and only real where it's just like, damn, dude, like if you only knew, like this is a smart ass black dude who went to Harvard, had a huge future and decided to enlist in the Air Force. What? Right. And I saw some instances like that in boot camp. Um, and like I said, I know I could see a khaki answering that, but like my actual command, we had a uh, we had a uh, black command master chief so it was pretty much the same thing like you can't really not that I, anyone should have but like they started if anyone was an asshole like that or a racist or something they started them well shit we really can't do that if the top enlisted on this ship is is black so yeah that that command it was uh it didn't really happen a lot it, I'm not going to say it didn't happen, but it didn't happen a lot. It definitely didn't happen in my shop. My shop was super diverse. 
and all that, but it, but like, I'm not going to say it didn't happen either. Right. So no, I get right. that. And I, mm-hmm. You know, we'd be, we'd be remiss. Of course, we're recording mm-hmm. this uh, at the end of August, the last second to last day of August here. Unfortunately, at a, the young age of 43 actor, Chadwick Boseman passed away who mm-hmm. became such a huge cultural figure, I think for mm-hmm. uh, African Americans or just people of color in general, um, by show having a you know someone as an imagery that they can look to in regards to cele- celebrity status or having representation uh, themselves on the screen, yeah. and you look at some of the roles that even most recently with the Black Panther. I mean, the guy played Jackie Robinson. I mean, the list goes Let's on and on. Talk about so, it for a second. Like he was taking you know chemo and shit yeah, while and filming, and if you look at his body, dude. And the way that he maintained shape, dude, let's just let's just like take a second and acknowledge how yeah. incredible that actually is in itself to just stay that physically fit while go while fighting fucking cancer. Right. So and, like, man, that dude is pretty powerful. Like, uh, right. It's it's such a shame that he's gone. Wakanda. Black forever. Panther was great. I love that movie. Wakanda forever, guys. Well, anyway, Wakanda forever. Let's- Let's get let's get to some South Park, not to DV way. There's there's a funny scene in here in the, in the next point of the scene. He goes where uh, like the, the the computer starts malfunctioning and it starts to break down. And he goes, "God damn it, get Bill Gates in here!" So <laughs> fucking Windows ninety eight, fucking Windows ninety eight. You said Windows ninety eight would be better. It is better. We it is better. better. Over five billion time. Boom! Blasted, and I think. Uh, in this current day and age, a lot of people would like to see Bill Gates get blown ahead. Now, I'm not saying do that. I'm just saying he, figuratively. People is he still the richest man in the world? No, it's uh, Bezos. It's Bezos, Bezos overtook. Okay. Yeah, it's Be- Bezos is still number one, despite the divorce settlement that made his wife number four. <laughs> <laughs> like you look it up in Forbes, it says source of Bro. income divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what am I doing moving to Denver when they live here in Seattle? Like, I should be fr- trying to find her. Right? What's <laughs> oh, like, up? Oh, jeez. Uh, hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, how's it going? Looking for a sugar mama. I'm totally ripped, you guys. Can you be shit? Well, so, now over the week, though, Elon Musk is now number eight. <laughs> So he jumped up, is what you're saying? Yeah, he's now number eight richest from the like two billion that Tesla's raised over the past couple months. Jeez. Yeah, dude, Tesla's up like nine hundred and eighty percent. Yeah, I should have bought in a little while ago, but <laughs> hey, at least you did. At least you bought in already, right? And now I got more than two and a half shares. So. Nice. That's bank, dude. Yeah, dude yeah, that's that's right. bank. Dude, Monday's gonna be insane. Oh, You're gonna get split? messages from you. I'm gonna be like, dude, I'm rich. Or I'm gonna be like, I'm broke. No, I'm rich. I'm broke. I'm rich. <laughs> Great. I can't wait to turn oh, my man. phone off. Um, <laughs> and uh, the friggin' general in that scene for like said everything us nerds wanted to say to Bill Gates at that time. Right, that's kind of what we want to say. I think that's what a lot of people want to say to him now, to be honest. Right, I mean, uh, Windows 10 isn't anywhere near as bad as 98. 98 oh, was God. just fucking trash. 
trash well right before this scene guys we also have to explain another scene because it was part of this law resistance song and it's another great song that honestly i think this one could have been nominated for an academy award and with satan up there oh yeah this such a great jam. song this so is the this jam yeah yeah so in this one if you will please gentlemen mute yourself here but i will i'm gonna go ahead and jump into this clip here you would just lie in bed and talk well, yeah, because I was still waiting to get you in bed, dummy. How come you always want to make love to me from behind? Is it because you want to pretend I'm somebody else? Satan, your ass is gigantic and red. Who am I going to pretend you are? Liza Minnelli? Ah, uh, don't get up, Missy. <sighs> Sometimes I think when I look up, Real high, that there's such a big world up there. I'd like to give it a try, but then I sink, cause it's here I'm supposed to stay. But I get so lonely down here. Tell me why does it have to be that way? Up there, there's so much room where babies burn and flowers bloom. Everyone dreams I can dream too Up there, up where the skies are ocean blue I could be safe and live without a care Up there And they say I don't belong I must stay below, alone Because of my beliefs I'm supposed to stay where evil is sown but what is evil anyway? Is there reason to the rhyme? Without evil there can be no good, so it must be good to be evil sometimes. Up there is so much room, where babies burn and flowers bloom. Everyone dreams I can dream too. Up there, up where the skies are ocean blue. I could be safe and live without a care. Live without a care. If only I could live up there. I want to live up I, the Academy Award nominee, you were talking about doing the background singing there, Scoop, or did you mean like the actual backup singers? Oh. I fucking love that song. When he goes into the breakdown, living without a care, care, care. Anyway, yeah, as you can tell, it's a great. I want to live up there. It's a great song. Oh! So, unfortunately, if you're watching this on YouTube, that's all you got. You didn't get the song, but you did get me <laughs> and JV singing uh, there. But yeah, you're not going to get the song. Listen to the podcast, guys. This is the one yes. of the very few episodes I will continue to say the podcast is a better episode this week. But if you're watching YouTube, thank you because I know we look good too. So, uh, that being said, well, they after- look good. I don't. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, okay. Yeah. Well, after that, then we get into the Law Resistance song, which you heard at the end of our episode, and that's where they combine all of the songs together. Tomorrow night, we have our a lives night. are changed. Tomorrow, Tomorrow night, night, we'll be entertained. An execution. An execution. Tomorrow, Tomorrow night. night. 
Tomorrow there is so much room where babies purple flowers bloom. Tomorrow they're up. Tomorrow night up there is doom, and so I will be going soon. Yeah, yeah. Judge your fucking face. We we already did it last week. We yeah, don't need we to do it, it again. All right, all right, all right, all right, you guys. I can't finish. Can I finish? I can't finish. All right. So after that, uh, they just after they have the meeting, the punch and pie. We mentioned Satan had been torturing Kenny until Saddam Hussein appeared and revealed that you know he is Satan's lover. <laughs> when Satan, when of course uh, Satan's going to discover that their war start on Earth, he says that with delight that it's been prophesied that he can return to Earth once the blood of these two Canadians who are by Satan's account innocent touches American soil. And of course, Saddam made no secret of the fact that he wants to rule Earth. And then Kenny decided to try and help Satan while stopping Saddam so he can go to Cartman. I'm sorry. So he goes to Carbon as a ghost to try and get him to stop the executions. All right. Now we're all caught up with all the music and the scenes, and now we're right where we need to be. So now Cartman, after the meeting, we mentioned, you know, uh, them doing their old whatever, their shtick, if you will. The USO starts to begin now at this point. But before the USO starts to begin, the boys are told that they need to go meet Gregory's friend, the mole. Zemo. <laughs> Zemo. Because the mole will help him get to, uh, if you will, the, the stage and uh, will help them rescue Terrence and Philip who are about to be executed in that electric chair. Um, now, of course, the they also then cut to <laughs> uh, like a um, – what is it? A, like a, a PSA to try to get you to join the military? Uh, basically an old newsreel pro- propaganda film, yeah. An, an old those. newsreel. Some of those if, – if you can catch like some of the real ones. It's pretty big propaganda. Yeah, like, yeah. Join Uncle Sam, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, looks like we showed them cats again, boys. Yeah, if you go back and just look at propaganda in general, it, it's it can be pretty funny to be honest. Yeah. Daffy Duck blowing up Hitler is great. Daffy Duck, <laughs> or was that Donald? I think it was Donald Superman beating Hitler. We yeah, Captain America, everybody. Everybody. Well, after we had that law resistance song and they're, you know, as far as them all getting ready now, we've got Satan and, and uh, we kind of glossed over this, but Satan is in bed. He's having a, uh, he's reading a book. It says Saddam is from Mars and uh, Satan or uh, Satan is from Venus. <laughs> Here, let's go to that clip. And this, I mean, you guys are. You, you don't have to mute yourself for this one, guys, because I, I want I want you to be able to talk because this is a good clip. <laughs> no, that is just not appropriate. Ah, come on. I'm just fucking with you. It's not real. Oh, well, that's <laughs> not appropriate. That's it? Oh. Ah, it's not real either. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, uh, <laughs> Soon the world will belong to me. It's Saddam. He doesn't nurture my emotions. He just he doesn't nurture my emotions. To communicate. Communicate. You're right. Come on, Saddam. I'm just going to tell him. Saddam, I'm going to Earth to rule alone. I'm strong, and I don't need him. I'm strong. You. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I love how Kenny just makes it so simple. So why don't you just fucking leave him? Right? You got to love Kenny for his. Yeah. Just all knowing. Yeah. Kenny. 
Kenny basically not giving a fuck here, and he, you know, he'll tell Satan what he wants to hear too. I mean, the, the, he's a good therapist, if you will. Kenny's always good yeah. for a lending ear. And we yeah. do, of course, have what did Kenny say on this episode, guys? That will be coming up here at the end as we get toward the uh, ending here. We're getting to the big climax here, but mm-hmm. after this, as you saw there, as I was closing up the clip there, the military military now is, of course, getting ready for this USO mm-hmm. show. <laughs> after you know he told them that uh Satan initially agrees that saddam does get convinced though after this are you saddam's able to convince him guys he um, can change the, right so what happens is the military rolls through town they're talking about the uso getting set up and then they go back to satan and saddam in hell and satan then goes and tells saddam i'm gonna go up to uh, earth without you you're not you're a horrible person and whatnot Saddam eventually breaks out into a song and dance. So for this one, if you guys, yes, please mute yourself. Thank you. No, you can't do that. I'm sorry, but I have to be strong. Satan, please, give me another chance. I have to go to Earth. You don't even have respect for me. Uh, Sure I do, guys. Please, just hear me out. Some people say that I'm a bad guy. They may be right. They may be right. But it's not as if I don't try. I just fuck up. Try as I might. But I can change, I can change. I can learn to keep my promises, I swear it. I'll open up my heart and I will share it. Any minutes now I will be born again. Yes, I can change, I can change. I know I've been a dirty little bastard. I like to kill, I like to make it. I'm insane, but it's okay because I can change. It's not my fault that I'm so evil. It's society. Society. You see, my parents were sometimes abusive. And it made a prick of me. But I can change, I can change. What if you remain a sandy little butthole? Hey, Satan, don't be such a twit. Mother Teresa won't have shit on me. Just watch, just watch me change. Here I go, I'm changing. You see, I really matured. I really changed. <laughs> and the friggin' picture over their bed just makes me laugh every time. I think it's Dahmer, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, Scoop, it's Dahmer. Scoop, you you know, you this is your first time watching it through. What did you what was your initial thoughts with the Saddam and Satan relationship here? This uh blatantly homosexual of course relationship and this of course came out what 99 2000 so like 99 were, yeah yeah so like they basically were like putting it out there too what did you, what did you think of this i love it he's just gonna continue to be a sandy little butthole <laughs> <laughs> so yes unfortunately guys uh, saddam convinces satan that he's that he changed, changed. Through yeah. the power of breakdancing. Breakdance. Right. It, it, like, it had nothing to do with the song. It was once he started breaking that, like, Saddam got, like, popped a chub. Maybe that's popped what we need right now. Someone to just come out mm-hmm. and just, like, breakdance, right? Like, here's the change that we need. You just start breaking, everyone's just like, yeah. That someone will fucking shoot him. <laughs> Some fucking racist asshole would just fuck this. 
I don't like that way he danced. Now, Cletus, he ain't doing nothing wrong. Hey, hey he's going to be break. It'll be breakdancing. He tried to kick me. He tried to kill me through his and it'll, probably, and it'll probably happen in Florida because they have a stand ground law. You see that? He was in my circle. This is my circle. He came into my area. I was standing in my ground. I, I don't know. Looks like the North Midwest is uh, giving Florida a run for its money yeah. lately. Fuck. Yeah, right? All right. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, let's get back into South Park. So – uh, what as a result, you know, Satan cannot bring himself to break up with Saddam, and they head for the surface, much to Kenny's annoyance. Now, the USO show begins. So, here's the plan the mole tells the boys this. Actually, you know what? Let's go to the mole because we haven't really introduced the mole at all. And I think, it, 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 for the context of this episode, we have to the listeners yeah. who don't know who the mole is. Shit, shit, I fucking hit shit. Meanwhile, as well, I should also mention before we get into this clip, uh, Ike, of course, being Canadian and does not want to go to the internment camps, he's put above in the basement. So oh, that's where shit, Ike. Is. We totally forgot about that. Well, we mentioned <laughs> yeah, the we, we mentioned the internment. Did I say internment camps? Oh, I meant happy camps. Like we brought. That oh up yeah, we brought it up in the propaganda film, but it didn't really. Right, but of course, uh, Ike is hid. So um, you know, where they'll like, receive dental care and the best help. Mm, no. We need to speak with the mole. I'm sorry, the mole is grounded. He can't come out and play. What? He it can't come out and play. What he thinks about God? Oh, well, can we just talk to him? What does he about God? All right. Chris? All right. Hi, uh, we're going to go rescue Terrence and Philip from the USO show. Shit. That grizzly kid, he said you could sneak us in. Are you telling me that you intend to break into the USO show, filled with thousands of soldiers, and break out Terrence and Philip? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. And stuff. I'm grounded in my room for the next three days. So are we. The next three days. Why are you grounded? Why? God, why? God hates me. That's why. God hates me. That's why. I my life miserable. So I call him a cock sucking asshole. <laughs> Meet me in the backyard in five minutes. Viva la resistance. Viva la resistance. God, we're not going to fucking take any more of this shit. <laughs> oh man oh, oh dude and like like well i'm not gonna play it later but there's another part when now when they get into the uso and he's like love do you think my mother loved me when she tried to stick a coat hanger up her vagina and tried to kill me <laughs> <laughs> and they're like yo dude this kid's pretty fucked up oh yeah <laughs> <clears throat> oh so that's that is zemo that is zemo zemo Zim. So Zamol takes them to the USO show. And here's their plan, okay? The plan is he's going to um, have the boys, Stan and Kyle, distract the rest of the USO show, the people on stage, what's going on. Gregory, in the meantime, will be burying a hole underground up under the stage to get Terrence and Philip out and then get them to the rendezvous point. And Cartman has one job. His one job is to turn the switch off. So, Shut up, zip power, Cartman. So he's like, and he tells Cartman, it's, uh, you know, please make, he's like, shut off the power. And then he's like, oh, okay. He's like, no, shut off the goddamn power. I fucking hate guard dogs. He's like, I'm right, you goddamn, goddamn, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so 
uh, Cartman himself, he uh, has this V chip, as we mentioned, and you know, anytime he cusses now, he's getting shocked. Uh, when... <laughs> Could you imagine if that was real, though? So you can't say like, fuck. So you can't I say just, shit. Yeah, I would be. I would be you exactly can't say like my name's Ed Cartman, and I'm the fattest fucking piece of shit. <laughs> this movie is why I didn't give my dog a shock collar. Right, never believed in that shit. Yeah, but that's a good question. Uh, you know, could this really happen? Could they install V chips into the next generation of kids to uh, I don't know curb some of their attitudes if parents are not willing to be lobotomies? Uh, yeah, you know, parents are willing to discipline their kids. That's quite or- Orwellian, dude. Uh, well, I'm not saying it won't. Ha- I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm just saying that is quite Orwellian. Oh, I know. I'm just saying. Well, look, read the book. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, we got to walk under thermo scanners now. Mm. In China, they're already doing social credit scores not long before that's here. And what was it in Wisconsin or somewhere in the Midwest? They made the chip and people volunteer to put that shit in there. And they're like, they walk up to the vending machine and they just buy their fucking drink. I'm like, Mm-mm. not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> not doing that. Not doing no that. No way. I'll go live out in the woods before I do that. That's just me. That's just me, though. I don't know. So while what they decide to do, guys, is we the boys decide to go into the U.S. military show. And at first, the USO show uh, was they bring out Winona Ryder. So Winona Ryder comes out. She's like, hey, wow, guys, war. I mean, yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> and now so- for my ping pong now for my famous ping pong ball trick. So the trick, they kind of insinuate a couple things. They insinuate that the ball, the ping pong balls, are coming out of her vagina. But then at the conclusion of this, the dun, 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 she's actually holding a ping pong paddle board. So it kind of gives you the illusion, did they just come out of her vagina and then she's hitting them? Or was, did they just put the paddle in there to throw off the MPAA people so that way they didn't go, ew, the uh, ping pong balls are coming out of the vagina. Right. Definitely for the end of that. MP- uh, probably for the MPAA because, like, I thought they even show her, like, actually hitting the last one. There, didn't miss a single one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you hear what Winona Ryder's doing? Right. And while that's going on, the military people Cartman is now circling around the building looking for the switch. He's looking for the switch and Kenny shows up again and Kenny shows up to warn him. Hey, Saddam Hussein and Satan are coming Saddam is Satan. Satan are coming. Yeah. They're going to come up. If uh, Terrence and Philip get uh, shot or the blood of the Canadian spill. What? And so he, he's, he's like, but we're, we're running out of time. You have to go now. And then this freaks out Cartman. So he doesn't turn off the switch. Right. Which Kenny trying to prevent it from happening almost actually actually leads to yeah it actually does happen it does yeah. happen that's because of Kenny trying to fuck with them right otherwise they had they had it under control now while this is going on we get into one of the most we get into the fam- one of the most famous South Park songs of all time uh, we also get into uh, uh, Matthew Schaefer's twelve year old Matthew Schaefer's first animation uh, nudity and of course it was Big Gay Al so. <laughs> Oh, it's Big Al. Oh, yeah. I'm super. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. All things considered, I couldn't be much better, I must say. 
All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all you're going to get right now of the music because, of course, due to copyright reasons, we can't play here on the pot on the YouTube. But if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're about to be uh, bedazzled in your eardrums with some uh, big gay owl. Wrote about the war. Oh, but we haven't rehearsed. Sing it. Yeah, sing it. Oh, I can't. Sing the fucking song. Well, all right. If you insist, I'll sing my song. I believe it goes a little bit like this. Bombs are flying, people are dying, children are crying, politicians are lying too. Cancer is killing, Texaco's spilling. The whole world's gone to hell, but how are you? I'm super, thanks for asking. All things considered, I couldn't be better, I'm a fan. I'm feeling super, no nothing bugs me. Everything is super when you're, don't you think I look cute in this hat? I'm so sorry, Mr. Cripple, but I just can't feel too bad for you right now. Because I'm feeling so insanely super, that even the fact that you can't walk can't bring me down. I'm super! No, nothing bugs me! Everything is super when you're Don't you think I look cute in this hat? These little pants is matching time, I got it firm! I'm super! Pick him up! Diddle! Yeah, so uh, everything is super when you're gay, as he sings his fabulous song to the boys there, and all of the USO. And yes, you heard at the end they wanted that encore presentation. Encore, give me one more. And anyway, they and that. like that was right at the height of "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." So like that them about- popping for that song is just a huge fucking joke in and of itself. Oh, interesting. I remember when they were trying to institute a rainbow ribbon. You could still serve, but you had to identify yourself as being gay. Oh, my God. Yeah, thank God I missed that. That shit didn't happen. It didn't go through. Yeah, but, like, oh, that was... Could you imagine if that that actually happened now? That would have been horrible. That would have been fucking terrible. And they literally would have put the the homosexual people on the front line. It would have turned into operations. For God's sake, don't get stuck. I was going to say, what's next? Putting the yellow patch on the sleeve for, for the Jews? And if the All homos right. fail, it's behind the black. And, 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 and instead of Emancipation uh, Proclamation. But, have sorry, you heard Stonewall. of the Stonewall, Stonewall riots? Stonewall, Stonewall riots? So, yes. Uh, yeah, that would have been crazy. And then, of course, during the next uh, – during one of the – we'll get there. But you're, you kind of alluded to that. Protect our planes and <laughs> tanks. So bad. It is. It's <laughs> protect our planes and tanks too. If, if it gets, if the plane gets hit, it's fucking hit anyway. I don't understand why they needed to put the people there. No that, matter. That's the, I, we need the reindeer wolf castle. That's the joke gift. But that's the joke. <laughs> that's the joke. You suck, McBain. Did you ever notice how men always leave the toilet seat up? That's the joke. You suck, McBain. Now, my Woody Allen impression. 
I'm a neurotic nerd who likes to sleep with little girls. Hey, that really sucked. <clears throat> right? So as we mentioned, Cartman ran away without turning off the power, causing mm-hmm. the mole, unfortunately. He does dig the hole. He gets up on stage, but because Cartman didn't turn off the power, the alarm goes off. And what happens? Well, guard dogs go after him. Shit, shit, I fucking Stop hate guard dogs. dogs. Shit, shit, fucking, fucking guard dogs, shit. So Kyle and Stan desperately try to run the stage to prevent the execution, but unfortunately uh, Kyle cannot bring himself to stand up to his mom and Sheila orders to start it. Now, before it can start though, um, before this happened, the mole the mole makes the mole makes his way back down the hole and he goes who didn't i thought did you not turn up the power and carmen's like uh yeah my bad (laughs) and uh well unfortunately uh, the mole is killed due to the guard dogs (laughs) so but as he dies he does sing like a really nice song you know what i mean yeah it's a nice homage to the la resistance song it's I think they call it a reprise or something. If you're going to like break down musical theater like that again, right. I'll turn in my man card at the end of the episode. That's okay. I was a thespian. Um, all right, let's Same. go ahead. We'll go into that clip. Here. Come on. Sheet. Sheet. Fucking God, God, sheet. The alarms. They went off. Yeah, that was my bad. Sorry. Holy. So very cold. There is no hope now. You must get out of here. We can't leave without you. It's okay. I'm done for. No, we can't leave without you. We don't know where the hell we are. Where is your God when you need him? Huh? Where is your beautiful, merciful faggot now? <laughs> here I come, God. Here I come, you fucking rat. <laughs> now the light she fades and darkness settles in. But I will find strength. No more. Hang on. I will find pride within. We'll get you home. Because although I die, I can face my mother. Our freedom will be won. Not alone. Though I die, the resistance lives on. Right. So this movie made me want to read Les Miserables, by the way. Interesting. Because like of ap- all the references. Well, after that part, I'm just gonna, I just want to let you know after that point, I was ready to go join the protests and the riots. I was like, mm-hmm. and though I die, la resistance lives. Lives. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Right. No, we literally don't know where oh, we're at. <laughs> no, we. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even that's care about it. Right. We don't fucking know where we're at. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, sorry about that. So unfortunately now at this point in time, Kyle and Stan now are desperately running to the stage to prevent the execution. Uh, and Stan tells Kyle, dude, you got to talk to your mom. <laughs> unfortunately, Kyle being pussy that he is here cannot bring himself to stand up to his mom and then sheila's like pull the switch mr garrison switch mr garrison wait a minute hey i'm supposed to be anonymous (laughs) so before it can like fully start well actually no they they flip and mr hat has an executioner's hood too right 
So, but before it can actually start, or I mean, they start the execution, it goes off. Unfortunately, it's uh, the, the execution is stalled as the Canadians launched a surprise attack. Now, Cartman does rush to turn off the electric chair and, uh, you know, save Terrence and Philip, and he receives a mild jolt that does cause the V chip to malfunction. Now, the Americans, of course, and Canadians are battling each other. Terrence goes, Hey, that little fat kid saved us. <laughs> Uh, Stan and, uh, and Kyle are trying to run after Terrence and Philip. They're like, we have to get you to the rendezvous. But then a bomb goes off and you see some splash damage. They go flying face and Stan goes flying face first into a puddle while not also knocking him unconscious. Um, while he's knocked out, uh, Kyle and Cartman are running around and Kyle's like, Kyle's like, dude, fuck this. Let's get out of here. And Cartman's like, you don't have to tell me twice. So they're running <laughs> And they find Mr. Garrison, and Mr. Garrison's like, here, take Mr. Hat. Get him out of here. <laughs> I then later on after this, like, there's a bomb that go, uh, Cartman goes, what the hell? Or, or no, he goes, Kyle, all the towns that I said you weren't a Jew, I didn't mean it. You're not a Jew. No, no, Cartman, I am a Jew. Yeah, yeah, don't be so hard on yourself, Kyle. And he, goes, <laughs> and he goes, what the hell am I hanging on to this for? And then he throws Mr. Hat. You hear Mr. Garrison in the background, Mr. Hat, no! No! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, this, this is great. So, uh, is this what, is this where Mister Hat goes missing? I believe this is, so. Yes, yeah, and uh, we'll see, and we'll explain that here. Yes, but this is actually the reason why Mister Hat actually leaves the show. Um, so, <laughs> uh, after that uh, explosion happens, Stan is knocked unconscious. Now, he uh, in his has like a dream. And in his dream, he uh, he encounters the clitoris, a giant clitoris. <laughs> now, uh, he finds out that this uh, clitoris is all-knowing, entering, resenting, of course, a giant, a gigantic disembodied version of the anatomy part. The clitoris tells him to save Terrence and Philip, and he goes, "Hold on, dude! I've been looking for you this whole time. And you're going <laughs> to tell me right now how I get Wendy to like me." And Wendy's like, "Dude, you just have to be confident. Chicks love confidence." <laughs> Um, which she's not wrong. And then uh, he wakes up and he, he uh, wakes up to Gregory and Wendy and all of them. And, oh, I see that you have failed in your mission. I should not have sent a boy to do a man's job. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Stan's like, come on, everybody. So uh, he um, he takes his, the law resistance crew with them. Meanwhile, Sheila watching the war, uh, still convinced that Mac was doing the right thing. Uh, but the other members angrily saying that, uh, that this has gone too far. Like you, we have to go save our kids before they get killed. And then, uh, <laughs> Terrence and Philip do our, are, are, are trying. They're like walking through the, bi- the bomb field and they're like, Hey, Philip, I just fought it. Oh, you did. <laughs> so they're still cutting off fart jokes as their life is on the line here. Terrence and Philip are trying. Yeah. Terrence and Philip are trying to escape, but the American forces and Sheila corner them. Just as they are about to be killed, Stan, Kyle, and the rest of Law Resistance show up, and Kyle stands right in front of him and she, uh, of Terrence and Philip and goes, "No, Mom, I'm not going to let you kill him." Uh, and then he goes into one of his, you know, "I learned something today" type of speeches and and says that Stan Stan says it's more than about fart jokes; it's about freedom of speech and censorship. And then Kyle, Kyle says to his mom that, you know, uh, "Did you forget that your own son is Canadian?" And this kind of shocks the troops, the, the mm-hmm. troops, if you will. And then says, uh, you know, I, I don't want uh, a mom that's going to go off and fight a war uh, and fighting all these battles that, you know, he just wants him to be his mom and that she shouldn't blame Canada because it's his fault. He saw the movie. 
Uh, and then, the, of course, the American forces, seeing that Kyle has a, a point, they start crying. Poor little, poor little feller. <laughs> He's supposed to be with his mom. Poor little feller. <laughs> no! <laughs> right, Sheila, refusing to submit any wrongdoings, shoots Terrence and Philip anyway, much to Kyle's shock and horror. And then as soon as that blood touches the ground, Saddam and Satan bust out of hell, breaking havoc. <laughs> Chef at one point, good job, Mrs. Uh, good job, Mrs. Brenflowski. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, they start uh, American forces try to kill Saddam at first, and he just starts laughing. <laughs> right, his body being bulletproof and being dead. Right, and uh, Stan is quickly pushed aside by Saddam, who makes everyone, including the Canadian and American forces bow down to him and then but unfortunately stan shows up and he's like now bow down to me yes yes saddam right Saddam, can we talk right and and the kenny insists of him coming out of hell with saddam Mm. he insists to Satan that now is the time to stand up to saddam but satan can't bring himself to do so um so then saddam orders a big statue he goes uh uh, get, go ahead and set up a big statue exactly where that fat kid is standing, and then who you can't fat, <laughs> right? And that's where, and that's where his V chip starts to go off. So, guys, of course, we're going to show you this clip. This clip is all going to be on YouTube, and it will be here on the audio because this is just this is the height of Cartman right here. I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is the epitome of of Cartman himself here. Statue of me, right over that <laughs> fat kid is standing. Hey, don't call me fat, <laughs> I love this part with Kyle. Yeah, Cartman, do it. Yeah, yeah. do it, Cartman. And it just like does all the uh, anime camera changes and stuff. It- Dog shit, taco. Dog shit, taco. The anime right there. Yeah. <laughs> and like obviously everyone knew they were going for Goku there. Okay. I love that Barbara Streisand is the ultimate it's the swear. ultimate, yeah. What are you waiting for, bitch? Destroy him! Come on, you wicked stupid cumbucket, save me! Come on, bucket. I have had enough of you! <laughs> Relax! <laughs> Relax, Ken! We know he's saying it as he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> but as we. As we'll find out later, Saddam Hussein's not dead because where is he going to go? Detroit? Detroit. I uh, was just going to ask. Where is he going to go? Detroit? Am I going to get Detroit? So, yes, uh, Saddam finally brings himself uh, and he kills him. And Saddam, or if you will, he's dead from this movie. So Satan now thanks Kenny for his help and he offers him one wish. And uh, Kenny, despite the chance to come back to life, wishes for everything to return to how it was before the war. Uh, Much to the army and the boys' surprise, uh, Satan grants his wish and then he returns to hell. But as he leaves, he goes, he finds Mr. Garrison. <laughs> ha, 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 how are you? Would you like to come with, uh, with, uh, with me? To oh, yeah, he finds Mr. Hat. Right, would you like to come with me to hell? Well, sure. We could be real pals. <laughs> sure, Mr. Satan. I'd like that. 
going to be real bad. So Kenny then takes down his hood for the first time, says goodbye, everyone, and disappears. That's our first time we see Kenny ever. Uh, everything then returns to normal. Uh, Sheila apologizes to Kyle for not paying attention to him after Kyle explained that Cartman had saved everybody and decided to end her anti-Canadian protest for good. Uh, Wendy, of course, kisses Stan. He actually throws up, but she's okay with it. Uh, and then uh, Wendy admits that she never liked Gregory, much to Stan's delight. No, fuck Gregory. Fuck him right in the ear hole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Clitoris. That's what Stan goes. <laughs> Thank you, Clitoris. <laughs> Kyle even mentions to uh, his mom, you see, you see, mom, it was all because of Cartman's filthy fucking mouth that saved us all. Um, and then, of course, they go into the ending song, just like the beginning. Now, a very long song, the Mountain Town Reprise song. And uh, at the end of this number, the boys appear to see a meteor shower shooting from the ground. And uh, Kenny is finally going up to heaven where he is met with uh, boobies and titties. Boobies. <laughs> And uh, we that, that that will be our outro song for this episode as the Mountain Town end episode. But ladies and gentlemen, that was it. Now there is. I want to ask you this, Scoop. Did you stick around for watch the, the end? Watching I Eat the Rat. Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah. Okay. Now for those who might not have seen it, this is not available on VHS. Or I'm sorry, it's only available on VHS now. They don't actually produce this scene anymore. I don't even think it's available on the DVD. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to go full screen here so the viewers can at least see it. If you've never seen it here, then this will be your opportunity to check out this ending scene. I never thought a man could eat so many. Guys up there is hold it. So there you go. That's, uh, that's him eating that rat. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the South Park Bigger, Longer, Uncut review of the movie itself. Stick around now, because we're going to get into our next segment. And that segment is some trivia. We're going to wait on the what to Kenny say here. I got I to gotta bring up the music. We're, let's go ahead and get into our trivia and pop culture here. Now, uh, there's a lot, guys. So here's what I'd like to do. I don't want to make us read all of it. I feel like there was some stuff in here that we kind of talked about already in the movie. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Ian, if you could go ahead and start us off here, why don't, why don't you read like the first four or five while I get the music queued up for the next segment? Let's <clears throat> see. Uh, the plot for season one, episode Death foreshadows the film's plot, Mothers Against Canada. If you didn't, you remember that? That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. When that the, episode, uh, Joe, like earlier from the season, from like season one? Yeah, yeah. Where they're setting up the uh, plot for this was technically that was like their primer episode, if you will, for trying to yeah. get rid of Terrence up when they're slinging themselves up against the fucking side of the building. <laughs> yep, yep. But that's not what gets them. It's it's their, their, their them shitting from the looks like I got a case of the mud butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do. Instead of protesting, just start taking shits everywhere. Oh my god! That would Bro. actually. I might do it actually. I'll that shit on. Shit done. Can I shit on a mayor's desk like Cartman mm. did Garrison's? What's up, bro? What's up? Cut down your desk, Cut down your desk. Somebody's got some green apple splatters today. <laughs> When the main mothers are singing about their boys and blame Canada, Kyle's the only one of the four main boys not to be mentioned. Yeah, because it was never about the boys to Sheila. And like her and her own son's fucking Canadian. Yeah. 
Which, I mean, points out the hypocrisy of so many, um, so many things. That's another, like, nice, subtle kind of fuck you to uh, most people. <laughs> this is the first out of four times women's breasts are actually seen when the second being babes, boobs, destroys society, the third in major boobage, and the fourth in South Park, the stick of truth. This, despite the large cast in this film, weak tweak does not appear right and he was just but like he had only just been introduced to the series the episode prior to the movie the tweak and craig thing the tweak versus craig fight so like maybe it was something that they hadn't even come up with the character maybe it was just something they spaced because they were so fucking cooked by the end of the process well, they right. were. I didn't. And I didn't have something established character yet, or they just didn't have his story yet. Maybe, maybe right. they just had his character. Like they, like you, you, you notice how they've introduced. Like they'll put somebody there, and when they're not sure how that character is going to interact with everybody, right. like, leave them there, silent for a little while. Yeah, like Craig and Clyde, and yeah. Before so I think continue, at this point, what what I was going to say is. Um, I do know since you're talking about uh, characters, new characters that I don't know if I wrote it down there in the trivia and everything, but I read somewhere or it was an interview with Matt Stone and Trey Parker. And they said the biggest regret from this movie was that they didn't include more butters. Uh, they had wished uh, that butters had, had, a, had more of a pivotal role in, the, in this because butters ended up becoming such a pivotal role itself. Yeah. And he's there in the movie. Now he hasn't gotten his own episode yet. Cause like we haven't reviewed butters very own episode. Butters. Right? That, that's not until season five, I think. Yeah, mm. exactly. So he doesn't really become a mainstream character until the fifth season. So, but they'd said they wish they had done something more with butters in this movie. Happy, happy, just anniversary. Talk to happy, butters. happy anniversary from everyone at Bennigan's. Happy, All right, happy. I'll read. I'll, I'll I'll read some of the next ones here. Uh, the colors in the movie are a lot darker than in the TV series, and this is pop- possibly due to low film slash uh, telecin quality. If, I don't know if you noticed that you mentioned you thought the uh, the voices were a little bit different too, mm-hmm. uh, Scoop, and I just think they were probably working with better equipment. <laughs> that's what I that and that's why I thought it was darker because they were working with better equipment because they had a b- bigger budget or something. I didn't realize it was because of lower quality. Gotcha. Yeah, me too. I'm going to skip this next one because of the Jesus one. Jesus is seen three times in this film. First being in the crowd pan uh, in the briefing room to the left of Officer Bar Brady. I mentioned I saw that in the army when they're walking through the streets. It's so weird to see Jesus in the army. Yeah. Uh, and then and then before Kyle hides in the attic and then finally right at the back of the crowd scene at the end. By the way, Saddam Hussein's there and Jesus had already fought in him in Jesus versus Saddam earlier. We've reviewed that episode. Uh, so why um, – or Damien. We reviewed it in the Damien episode. So why didn't Jesus fight him? That's weird. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. He should have been right there on the front line, right? Uh, now, uh, Saddam Hussein is voiced by Matt Stone, but in the credits it does say it was voiced by Saddam Hussein himself. That was funny. Like <laughs> yeah, I always pop for that. That's awesome. Uh, now, that. as I mentioned – I did mention this throughout – in the first episode, Conan O'Brien does die, but – uh, because of how the end of this movie happens with Kenny wishing everything going back to normal, it's possibly that basically everybody is alive, right? Nobody died. Um, 
Saddam died when he was killed by wild boars at the end of the movie. Um, he dies again when he's impaled by a large spike. However, he is going to re- be back in season four for the do the handicap go to hell, which we'll get to that one um, in about a couple months here on the uh, YouTube. Um, and then uh, there is uh, also one more thing about Kenny. Um, of course, him being the first time you see his face during the opening song, Kenny wakes up and is in his underwear and is seen from behind. That was actually the first time we saw his hair. Uh, however, if you freeze frame it at the point where he zips up his hood, you can see a lock of his hair and his mouth. A little bit of a investigation there for you. Um, you want to read the next one uh, during the scene there, uh, Scoop? During the scene where everybody is, where everyone is meeting for La Resistance, Francis is seen wearing Clyde Donovan's clothes. The movie re- was released in between the season three episode Tweak vs. the Craig and Sexual Harassment Panda. Now get into this one. I always thought this was an interesting fact too. Damien Thorne, a character from the episode of the same name and son of Satan is seen at the movie theater watching Terrence and Philip Asses of Fire. When the kids watch it the second time, he is seen sitting on the left of stand. Originally, Damien was to play as a supporting character, but the idea was ultimately scrapped. Another weird question, Ooh. right? Like, it, yeah. you could have had Satan's son in it, you had Jesus in it, and there was no callback to that. That was my only complaint about this movie, is they had made right. such a pivotal point of giving Jesus the opening, Jesus versus Santa and Jesus versus Frosty, then Jesus versus Satan and introducing Damien. Pactus! Dominus! Dominus! So... Do you think they uh, just couldn't the- come up with a good enough story for this, or uh, maybe it would have dragged on too long? Do you think? Probably think maybe, something like that. Sorry. I also think that they. No, it's fine. I also think that the member. They. I think that they, which we'll go about here. They. They, they talked about having to make a lot of changes due to the MPAA. I oh, wonder yeah. if, so if there might have been scenes like with Damien and stuff like that where they would have been considered more. MPAA, right? Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Okay. okay yeah. Um, there is such a thing, of course, it's called V-Chip in real life. It's used on TVs for parents to block content that is intended for mature audiences or contain pornographic. <laughs> Dude, my parents never used the V-Chip. Did anybody, did you guys' parents ever use the V-Chip? Nope. They tried. Not they like tried. A, I don't know, but they, they use parental block. On the parental TV. block? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you had to put no, in a I code know. to unlock the channel. Yeah, which was basically what the V-Chip did, too. Right. I mean, my parents put a code on the pay-per-view, but not on the actual television channels or anything like that. Right, you know right. I mean? And it was more like a they, – they, I mean, at that point, you could do by rating. So it was like mm-hmm. you're blocked from making any M-A-R-14 PG. So when you're a kid, you're like, well, I'll just – whatever. I got the movie already on rated G. <laughs> Uh, now, interesting, in the German version of this film, uh, during the pornographic scene, <laughs> a German fucking changed it to British. They were like, no, no, no. It's a British scheisse. British scheisse. <laughs> Which really kind of surprised me because, like, the Germans usually own that. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, no, we're totally liberated. Fuck yeah. I don't know. They made Funnybot, and Funnybot kills everybody. So I don't know. Awkward. 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 This was interesting. Uh, I found this. The boys... Um, seem to be more mild mannered, like normal kids before watching the asses of fire. They try to set that up, like, oh, what a picture perfect child, just like Jesus, he's tender and mild, right? Like he's like such this nice little boy, but really they're fucking horrible kids already. So mm-hmm. I, I, that that was a little weird. 
Um, and then uh, this was interesting. The VH1 special, Trey Parker said that he heard that Stephen Sondheim, a famed musical theater producer and composer, by the way, who makes his uh, uh, later we appearance. We respect in you, bro. I respect you, bro. I respect I you, respect respect you bro. bro. What, bro? I do respect you, bro. All right, all right. Bro down is over. Let's bro out. <laughs> I'm so glad we can put our difference inside. Because that's what bros do. That's what bros do. do. That is what bros do. Right? And Sondheim was probably bros. cool with that, too. Well, yep. Oh, yeah, of course. He thought it was fucking awesome, I bet. When they do positive stuff, like when they did the Caesar Malone, like have you watched the Caesar Malone? Oh my god, yes. Episode? No, he's I a, have to a, watch that now. Oh yeah, he watches his. He watch. There's a video of a 25 minute video of him watching his own episode, and he loves it. He's like, man, they got everything right. They got my hair. They got my clothes. It was. He's in love with it. He loves the episode. That's fantastic. Um, John so, Edward probably fucking hates it. Oh, John, biggest douche of the world. Yes, you are the biggest douche. douche. Uh, one of the band episodes, which we will review here, guys, out of season five, episode number two, Hell Super yeah. Best Friends. Yes, yes. That's um, the one where he does a line, isn't it? Who? Is that the one oh, where Buddha, Buddha does a line? Yes. Buddha, can you not do a line in front of the kids? Sorry. <laughs> Uh, as we mentioned, we played there. At, I'm going to skip this next one, but as we mentioned, uh, at the end of VHS version of the film, Ike says, guys out there is herded and eats a rat. And there's a quick shot of the movie theater playing ass as a fire with the doors opening, the boys leaving. Uh, no audio is heard on that part and only a brief clips. That shot is removed from the DVD. This was ranked uh, at one, Time Magazine's number six in the 25 all-time best animated films. But this movie made the 2001 Guinness World of Records for having approximately 399 swear words and more than 400 offensive gestures. <laughs> and Fuck this you, Scarface, right? And this right here, ladies and gentlemen, which I like that South Park did this too. This was the last time we see Stan throw up around Wendy until like for another 10 years. So uh, I like that he got over his uh, throw up here at the end of that movie by getting his confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Eh. I can relate. Like that? I no, no, I like it. I'm just saying I can relate with Stan, and like it's just unfortunate that that little bastard got his confidence before I got mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one uh, hits close to home. And then uh, a couple last things here, so we can move on to the what did Kenny say? Is that uh, this was the highest grossing animated feature film with a rated R movie up until 2016, up until four years ago, with Seth Rogen's Sausage Party. Which, by the way, I mean, Sausage Party is not bad, but it's not better than South Park. No, but I mean, it just happened to make more money. Yep, that's all. I mean, I will say there's some fucking hilarious parts in Sausage yeah. Party. Like when the dude is tripping on drugs and that's when they start talking to him. That mm-hmm. was great. Uh, and when they're all having sex with each other in the supermarket, that's the whole point is the hot dog wants to fuck the bun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I enjoyed the movie. It's good stoner comedy. I just can't believe it made more money than South Park. Right. I wonder and- I wonder if, in, if adjusted for inflation, that still holds true. Interesting. I don't know. 
would have to look into that further. But this was the last uh, theatrical film movie to release. I'm sorry, the, this was the last animated theatrical feature film to be released on an adult animated show up until Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Um, I actually remember this next bit as a kid. On July 3rd, 2003, Comedy Central was given permission to air this movie completely uncensored. Uh, guys, that's how I watched this movie. <laughs> I watched this movie at 13 uh, in the middle of the night on midnight and it was uncensored so that was my first viewing of this movie obviously i was only 13 so my parents wouldn't take me to see the movie (laughs) and they wouldn't even let me watch south park i was having to stay up late use my tivo and then delete it immediately after (laughs) so like like comedy central after this started using that slot um once every few months or so to start playing stuff uncensored like they played Eddie Murphy shit uncensored after that at some point. And yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's very true. It, it definitely, this movie set the precedence for letting comedy central play whatever uncensored content at, in the middle of the night, which, which is nice. Cause even now, like I'll still go back, like I'm at work in the middle of the night and I'll turn it on. I'm like, yeah, uncensored. Right. Uh, right. So, all right. Well, we have held off long enough. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Scoop. Are you ready for one? Two, three. What did, did Kenny say? say? Yeah! What did Kenny say? <laughs> Right, that's my first go. time hearing that. That's pretty jaunty. I enjoy it. It's a uh, uncopyrighted game show music used by multiple people, including being the elite. I heard it like a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh, I, I used that track. Um, so, yes, what did Kenny say? It starts off with Stan saying, dude, dude, wake up. And Kenny says, he says, coming. And, right. And Stan says, Kenny, the Terrence and Phil movie's coming out. You want to come? And Kenny says, yeah, dude, come on. Let's go. And then Mrs. McCormick appears at the door and says, where do you think you're going? He said, to the new Terrence and Philip movie. Mrs. McCormick says, you can't. You have to go to church. But mom, I want to see this movie. Right? Here's some foreshadowing, too, right here. It is definitely some foreshadowing. Yeah. Mom, I want to see this movie. And Mrs. McCormick says, well, fine. You go ahead, Miss Church. And then when you die and go to hell, you can just answer the same. Okay. Okay. And then uh, they're singing. Uh, Stan goes, you can see your breath hanging in the air. You see a homeless person, but you just don't care. To see your smiles in which we'd be glad to drown. Don't no. you know it's like a perfect winter day? And then I'm glad to say, that's right. And that's uh, Kenny's part. Yep. Uh, and then uh, after we got that part, uh, Cartman joins them. Uh, and they get, they're get they singing some more here because they uh, when they get to the end of the song, uh, they say, um, that's right. It's Sunday morning, a quiet little redneck mountain. Kenny, you S A. So he sings mm-hmm. before that. Right. Um, so that, that was his, uh, that was his next line. If you, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. and then after that, uh, here, let's see, uh, we then go into, uh, the school classroom here where we don't need to go over that one again, guys. I yeah. think you know what he says. He says, fuck. Fuck. He says fuck so and they get sent to the principal's office after what did after uh, that part here we then moved on scoop what was the next thing that uh, kenny said here so when he's talking to uh cartman um cartman says yeah but you know 
that whole part about lighting farts is bullshit. You can't do that. And Kenny's saying, yeah, you can. No way. Yes, you can. You can. You too can't light a fart on fire. Okay, Kenny, I'll bet you $100 you can't light a fart on fire. Yes, you can. Check it out. Pulls out when he pulls out a match and lights his fart on fire and then when he dies. What? Holy shit, dude. Ah, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This stick. This stick is on fire. Fucking <laughs> Carmen. So Kenny dies, holy and then shit. Uh, after uh, holy shit, dude. Well, hold on, Kenny dies. Oh, I thought he said it when he got burned too. Right, but not yet. We're not there. Basically, he dies, and the, the I'm sorry, he's burning on fire. Then the ambulance, the salt, as we mentioned, crashed in. We covered it. Then we go into the hospital's office, and the doctor goes, "Damn it, I'm not gonna lose this kid." Close him up. We've done all we can. The rest mm-hmm. is up to God. And then as Kenny's slowly coming through, he, he mm-hmm. goes, "Kenny." Can you hear me? He goes, oh, holy shit, dude. And the doctor goes, uh, how you, how you feeling, son? He's like a sick animal. He says, great, son. I've got some bad news for you. We've accidentally replaced your heart with a baked potato. You have about three seconds to live. What? Boom. Kenny dies. Explodes. <laughs> and then that's, of course, when they say, oh, my God, they killed Kenny. You bastards. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Holy so the- shit, dude. Right, so then uh, we get the song. Kenny goes to hell. He goes, "What the hell?" As Satan drops in next to him, he goes, "Fallen one, I am Satan. I am your god now." And then Kenny screams, "Oh my god!" Runs away. And Satan says, "There is no excuse now. Feel the delightful pain." And then as Kenny is, uh, you know, getting pulled apart, ow, that hurts. He says, "Saddam shows up and goes, Hey, Satan, did you hear the news? Why just broke out up on Earth?'" Meet Saddam Hussein, my partner in evil. And Kenny goes, huh? That's <laughs> what I was saying. You're hogging out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is getting me so hot. <laughs> what hey, the what fuck? the fuck? Right? Kenny's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so after that, uh, you know, Cartman or Kenny then goes up to Earth. Uh, where Cartman is seeing, uh, sleeping, he goes, "Hey, dude!" As he comes out under the covers, and Kenny's all, he's all, "Ah, spooky ghost!" He goes, "You can't be afraid." He, ah, he goes, "What's the matter? You can't be afraid of me." And Cartman goes, "Kenny, is that you?" And he goes, "Yes, it's Satan. He's coming right now. Satan is coming here. That's right. He's going to bring Saddam Hussein with him." Um, so unfortunately, uh, c- freaked out Cartman. Cartman and Cartman was like, "Ah!" And his mom comes in, and he's like, hey, "Mom, I think Kenny's all picked out at me." I bet him hundred dollars. He let his part out there. Because Kenny's like, that's right. They're both going to come right now. And then as he screams, and then later on, outside in the hall, Satan is sobbing. Kenny appears and he wakes up to him and he goes, "What's wrong?" And Satan goes, "Oh, ha ha ha! Soon the world will belong to me." And then Kenny says, well, no, what's wrong, dude? And he breaks down says, it's a dom. He doesn't nurture my emotions. He it's just wants dom. sex. You can't learn to communicate. Kenny says, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just fucking leave him? And Satan says, you're right. I should leave him. I am going to tell him. So, Dom, I'm going to earth the rule alone. I'm strong, and I don't need him. Kenny's like, good for you. And then we go later on. Kenny says, Cartman, can you deliver a message for me, please? When Cartman's trying to shut off the switch. And a car- Kenny, Cartman turns around. Kenny presents himself, seems to tell Cartman that time is running out. Son of a gun. Kenny says, just tell them that they're coming right now. And Cartman's like, they're coming? And Kenny's like, yes, they're coming right now. They're coming? And Cartman's like, but our moms won't listen to us. And, and Kenny's like, I'm telling you the last time they're coming. And he freaks out. And 
Then, as we mentioned at the end, Kenny says I, he, for his final wish after the war ends, and he says, I wish that everything would go back to the way it was. And now this was kind of a spoof on them. If you actually, dude, I've looked up 10 different scripts for this line. They purposely put this in the script where it goes, I know, but I learned something today. In the end, mm-hmm. and I knew I had to do it for all the lives in the world. So they purposely muffled it. There is no yeah. lines there. Ladies and gentlemen, Scoop, that's what, what Kenny, Kenny says. All right, guys. So that's what Kenny said here. And let's, we're going to wrap. That was a lot. I know. That's a big movie, guys. It's a big movie. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a big movie. It's a big. Now, I'm going to quickly go through some pop culture here. There, they, they talked about Star Trek. They talked about the V-chip and the Dragon Ball Z during the fight scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny is taken to the hospital, and they uh, they they referenced uh, doctor shows, if you will. ER, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, Bar- Barbara, Barbara Streisand was used as a reference for a swear word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plot of La Resistance and the boy named the mole is a reference to the musical Les Miserables. Les, Les, Les Miserables. I don't know how to pronounce that. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Yeah. Les, Les, Les Miserables. Yep. We are not French. We are America. This is America. Greatest country in the land. Woo! Freedom anyway. fries. Freedom fries. Uh, many of the musical Freedom numbers are uh, many of the musical numbers are melody parodying Disney songs from their films. If you didn't pick that up, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, which is why this is even not uh, mentioned in the eighth draft to the script where the mountain town lyrics are listed. Very happy Disney esque music squirrels in. And the last bit of pop culture, Kenny's McCormick's heart being replaced with a baked potato is a reference to Trey Parker and Matt Stone's earlier movie, Cannibal, the musical opening. And it's a shop a dinkle day with the lyric, my heart is as full as a baked potato. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, A couple things here. Couple last things here. Controversy. South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut is one of the most profanity filled movies ever produced. The film features a song entitled Uncle Fucker in the Terrence and Philip movie that uses the word fuck 27 times. Uh, the song title was actually originally going to be called The Motherfucker, but it was changed in order to get an R rating instead of the NC 17 rating. As mm-hmm. we mentioned, the movie, as we mentioned, uh, it is often claimed that the film was originally titled South Park, All Hell Breaks Loose. And that the MPA forced a change to the title. However, Trey Stone and Matt Parker counterproposed South Park Biggerlong Hut as a title, which itself is a double entendre. Uh, this version of the events comes directly from Parker and Stone. Richard Taylor, a spokesperson from the MPAA, denies that any film was ever submitted to the title and states the MPAA did not reject the use of the word hell in the title. Uh, the MPA realized, did not realize, though, that Bigger, Longer, and Uncut was a double entendre after the release. Uh, I don't buy that bullshit. Uh, if Matt Stone and Trey Parker said they submitted South Park, All Hell Breaks Loose, and it was denied, I fucking believe them. Yeah. Right? Uh, I believe them. And they Dude. probably told them, well, no, it's just a Bigger, Longer, and Uncut episode of the show. Mm. And then they were like, all right. Good. Yeah, and then they didn't. And then like Matt and Trey are like, hey, we got that one past some fucking assholes. Uh, the movie angered um, moral conservatives not only for its heavy use of profanity but also for its depiction of conservatives starting a war against Canada purely because Terrence and Phillips use of profanity <laughs> however the underlying theme of this film the underlying theme of this film however is that it's the responsibility 
of the parents and guardians to protect their children from what they deem appropriate, and that censorship of anything, particularly in television and movies, was simply a parental tool for escaping blame, which is why they sing that song uh, before they blame us at the end. Uh, let's go here to the end, guys. Prior to its release, the film was originally assigned a NC-17 rating by the MPAA. Several cuts were made to tone down the profanity, as I mentioned before. However, the film was submitted and screened by the MPAA six times before it finally getting an R rating. Um, Paramount Pictures originally suggested the film be rated PG-13. They were not having that. And then right after the film was released, uh, the president said that she regret, or sorry, he regretted not assigning the film an NC-17 rating. According to Matt Stone and Trey Parker, each time they resubmitted the film to the MPAA, they added something more explicit than before in order to test the MPA ratings patients. Uh, and the last two things here, politics. The film deals with race relations, as we mentioned, war and censorship. The film clearly opposes censorship as it ultimately Eric Cartman's foul mouth that saves the day. In the film, Kyle's mother, Sheila, starts a campaign to censor a Canadian film called Terrence and Philip, Asses of Fire, which culminates in a war being waged against Canada by the United States, which is a possible criticism of the perceived over-eagerness of some nations, particularly our own, the United States, to jump to war over unimportant issues. Race relation themes are also touched upon in a sequence in which a group of soldiers designated Operation Human Shield turn out to be entirely black, whereas another troop composed entirely of white soldiers is called Operation Get Behind the Darkies. Um, funny, but fucked up. Um, yeah. And uh, that is all of your politics, right? I think that's the mm -hmm. only thing. I, yeah. Yep, that's so, it. So that's it, guys. So uh, we kind of went over a lot of our stuff, but to wrap up this episode, Joe, Scoop, I'm going to I'm gonna bow out of this. I'm going to let you guys, if you want to talk about your top legs. Uh, Mr. JV, since you're our guest, why don't you go ahead and break them down right. for us? For sure. Um, my probably three biggest likes from the movie. I agree with Sondheim. It was definitely one of the best musicals of that era, uh, uh, stage or movies, because it blew anything Disney did out of the water just with the message it told and the fact that it had like absolutely zero chill, like we said to it earlier. Uh, it was j and just musically speaking, it's just really good as a musical and technically proficient and all that. Um, as I said in the last episode, I will still reference the, I farted once on the set of blue lagoon. Anytime someone says something fucking stupid, it's like partially relevant, but quite. And my third thing was quite possibly my favorite song lyric ever is they may cut your dick in half and serve it to a pig and though it hurts, you'll laugh and dance a dickless jig. And the fact <laughs> that it's being sung by an eight-year-old. But it, but yeah, like if I had to pick three things, those would probably be the three. My top three would be how if the musical aspect. At first, they're the innocent children. They see this movie, it all changes. And some of the great songs that continue out through the movie. Right. Really walking up to that line and dancing on it the way that these Matt and Trey always do. And that like one of the things that makes me love their their show so much is they walk right up to that line and they dance on it. Whereas they're not making it where they are, but it's like they're showing society in the light that it is. You know what I mean? Um, one of the, the mole, I wish he would have stayed alive and they could have kept him in further. You know, so he could have stayed in the show and they could have, you know, he could have been a part of 
Well, he technically uh, he's alive. Yeah, is he? He is pushed back. The end of the movie. At Everything the the movie. goes back to the way That's it was right. before the war. Mole's not dead, so he could. Tech- he has appeared actually in background characters in later episodes. But yeah, they they could technically bring him back. They should. Be, mm-hmm. They should have brought. Him they back. really should. Like anytime they need to insult religion or God again. <laughs> and lastly, Carmen getting the chip, and then then ultimately being what saves them in the end, and the whole Barbara Streisand being the ultimate curse. It's just. Dog shit taco. <laughs> so my top three from this movie, um, I like the opening uh, sequence, the song, and my favorite part is the when it kicks into the chorus at the end, uh, when all four of them are off to the movies. We shall go. We'll rerun everything that we know because the p- movies teach us what our parents don't have time to say, and this movie's gonna make our lives complete. Because Terrence and Philip are sweet. Sheep is sweet. sweet. So I like that. That's probably my first, first one. Second one is I like how they kind of humanize Satan in this show, in this mm-hmm. movie. You know, Satan, he's depicted pretty much in every form of literature, cartoons as evil. But in the South Park world, they kind of recognize that, that you can't have good without the evil. And if you were the evil guy, what if there were? What if you didn't want to be evil? Like, what if you just wanted to be a god? So unfortunately, uh, he's down in hell. But they humanized him a little bit, and you know, kind of made you uh, almost empathize with Satan, right? Um, so little, little love for him, right? And then my number right. one thing, my number one thing from this reason, from this movie, is the Uncle Fucker song. <laughs> uh, and primarily because what is the last line in that song scoop? Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. Oh my god, no Joe. He needs to get this. What that's U N C L E. Fuck you, Uncle Fucker. Oh, they spell it out. <laughs> no, it's U N C L E. Fuck you, Uncle Fucker. Suck my balls. Come on, man. This is the name of a fucking show. Suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> God, ladies and gentlemen, that was my Oh, favorite. that they really <laughs> Oh my I mean, god, the end of the fucking song. It's the end of the song. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, oh Scoop has embarrassed himself here live on the show. Anyway, hey, so I'm yes. Not yeah, not at all. So yes, that is how the song ends. It goes U-N-C-L-E, fuck you, Uncle Fucker. And then it goes, and then t- Philip goes, suck my balls. Suck my balls. That's the whole premise of our show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Check Meh. Now, we're not going to give you a top or anything because it's a movie, so there's only one. It's just a great movie. Uh, however, we encourage you to send us your thoughts on the movie because, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you as well as anytime you'd like to give us feedback on any of the upcoming episodes. You can see what episode we're going to review next based on the current episode that's up. So if you'd like to give us feedback on the next upcoming episode, send us your email to suckmyballspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at suckmyballspod. Like us on Facebook at South Park Pod. Follow our sponsors, Hami Media Group and RatSaladReview.com, as well as the Brosters.com, StevieRichards.Fitness.com, ZordosOliveOil.com, and the Tech Mean Ride Home Podcast. Joe, where can the weirdos, beardos, and people who like to eat Honey Nut Cheerios, Cheerios find you? 
I can find it on uh, Facebook slash JV Vernola, Twitter also JV Vernola. Um, we will be having uh, the 11th annual Slave to the Death match coming up on October 3rd. That will be on iPay-Per-View and Fight TV. Um, man, where else can they find me? Uh, Twitch.tv slash JV the Nine. And uh, Scoop, do you have any parting words for us before we leave today? One love. All right, ladies and gentlemen, suck our balls. Thanks for joining us for another edition. We'll be back next week with sexual harassment. Panda. Panda. Everything worked out. What a happy end. Americans and Canadians are friends again. So let's all join hands and now go press some guns. for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast, and the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Red ved juletid Ting tang ting lu til dig Omkring ham dalet sneen hvid Ting tang ting lu til dig Han stred sig frem i regn Og blæst med et der sejnede hans hest Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig I høje tårn Ting tang ting lu til dig Og ventede ham som til forn Ting tang ting lu til dig Men natten gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lu til dig
den næste dag ved hed morgenrød. Ting, tak, ting, De fandt den stakkels junker død. Ting, tak, ting, Han dækket var af sne og is, men tør nu op i paradis. Ting, tak, lu, ting, tak, lu, ting, Det var jo noget værd og noget Ting, tang, ting, lusilaj For da han tøde, blev han våd Ting, tang, ting, lusilaj Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ting, tang, lu, ting, tang, lu Ting, tang, ting, lusilaj Ting-tang-ting-lu-si-lej 